Thank you for joining us for Trump Nation's eight. And the more you read, the more sobering it becomes. You start thinking of all the manipulation that goes on, right? Because if a politician really said what they feel, no one would get uh, elected, right? I'm Josh Fiskay, MBA, I have an MBA, uh, have clients net worth 50 million, 20 million. And we started an in-depth look with Dr. Gardner, who was the uh, former uh, mayor of Lake Forest. He had a PhD in psychotherapy from uh, Ohio State University. And he wanted to do a deep dive study into who are Trump voters, right? Who rushed the Capitol? Because I remember when Trump won, everybody was so shocked. It was such a big upset. People were crying. And me just having my head buried in work like most people had no idea what was going on. And had no idea that the rise to prominence of militia groups, right? My wife's been a psychotherapist, successful th psychotherapist for 17 years. Um, I had a restaurant in Pinellas Park, Florida that we bought for $9,000. Ended up selling it for $900,000. So a lot more than what invested. Not really because there was a lot of sweat equity involved. So we're taking our minds and we're taking all of our experience we have. Uh, we want to recall in uh, Lake Forest, we were... I'll spend a hundred to one. So we're taking all of our knowledge, all of our experience, all of our cultural, all of the times we bellied up to the bar, talk to people all across the country. I had the good fortune of living in, uh, spending good time, right? Spend uh, two years in Austin, Texas, two years in Boston, two years in New York, 20 years in Florida, now back 15 years here in Southern California, talking to people, I'm very extroverted. Study a lot. I got two master's degrees in business, right? Fortunate with all those clients and business success we've had. And the podcast has been very, very successful. Thank you for growing uh, Trump Nation. We're going to go 10. And then at the end, we're going to have a good surprise. We're going to have a heavy hitter going in. So in the last two podcasts, and thank you for growing the podcast. Everybody's been listening along. And this is one of those podcasts that it's going to be a lot more valuable as we go on. My job really is to predict things. We make a lot of money in sports betting, getting ahead of the thing, talking about things before they happen. So along those lines, this, this podcast is going to have a long shelf life, very, very educational. And this one, we're going to have a ton of information that you can use as reference, come back to. We're going to have a lot of links in the episode notes. Uh, we talked about that we just stick, I hate the word just, but we stick to facts. And then we back uh, stats up with verifiable, direct evidence, right? Facts is something you can prove to be true. Evidence is the proof of it. Video evidence is an example. Documentation is contemporaneous with corroboration. Eyewitness is the worst form of eyewitness is the worst form of testimony. All right. It's the worst possible 
uh, element you can use. So with witness testimony, what you need more than anything else is uh, corroboration. You need somebody to corroborate your story. Right? So you have to have the event, the corroboration, documents, you have to be contemporaneous, complete, tells a picture. And then video evidence is usually the best form of evidence. Now, as we've gone through, the folks have gotten arrested. We'll do a deep dive. We'll talk about psychology. Uh, we'll talk about and we'll explore like we did. Uh, the DSM, the Dialectical Statistical Manual of Quantifiable Information that's repeatable to describe these folks. So an element is that we discussed uh, because with the, as we said in the past, right, with the Dialectical Statistical Manual, you have to have like three out of the five. So the three out of the five means you have a certain condition. And we talked about paranoid schizophrenia. Right, in paranoid schizophrenia because of the delusions, right? People who are apt uh, to have delusions and to believe in conspiracy theories. That's a condition met uh, that we discussed, right? In the last podcast, the podcast before, uh, to analyze a, uh, a person's state of mind, right? So, uh, We'll talk about that today, and we're going to go macro to micro. We're going to look at the big picture, and then in the end, we're going to end up with a story of, you know, family really broken up and just the evolution of a kid who's a proud boy. Uh, and there's a lot of insight into that, right? There's a lot of insight as we get, as we dive in deep and give you, um, much information as possible on who Trump voters are and who rushed the, the Capitol, right? And then we'll look at similarities next podcast between, let's say, a, a serial killer and the people that went to the Capitol. Now, and we'll start from the beginning, right? Uh, it really started, let's say the three percenters, right? The three percenters Say they're the three percenters because the three percent of colonialists, colonialists fought in the Civil War. Not the Civil War, but the Revolutionary War. So three percent fought in the Revolutionary War for freedom. We think about the Tea Party, no taxation without representation, right? They were free and a famous anti-government, right? So we talked about in the last podcast, people who worked for the government, that got arrested. Now there's a fluid situation as uh, when we started the podcast, there were around 400 people arrested. Now there's 476. So up to 800 people are gonna end up being arrested. So sometimes the facts, change but we're going to get a very very clear picture into what most of these people are on a very very deep and comprehensive level right so you got the tea party 
You have no taxation without representation. Um, be as free as possible. Uh, you talk Timothy McVeigh blew up the capital of Oklahoma City along those lines. Uh, you have the Freeman in Montana. Then you have Clive Bundy in Oregon, right? You have Clive Bundy in Oregon. And then you have uh, there was another guy in it was like teapot scandal or something like that. Teapot scandal was in the twenties, but uh, it was similar to that. We'll have that in the episode notes. But Clive Bundy uh, owed a million dollars in taxes. And him and his people, he has like 20 kids and 60 grandkids. So his kid, his clan, uh, got in a firefight with FBI as the cows, his cows, were grazing government land. So for Clive Bundy, he felt that that government land is his land. He didn't have to pay any taxes. So he came up with a militia and they shot up FBI agents and got away with it. He wanted trial, right? So that genesis uh, gave impetus to people like the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, and up to 500 different groups organized groups that raised uh, 500,000 and above to go to the Capitol, right? It kind of gave it the impetus for those groups. Now, uh, we talked about, on the last podcast, law enforcement. We talked about military. So now the focus is on people who were not necessarily in the military or police officers that have been arrested. Now, a lot of these folks, especially now, I think the first 500, it seems, are gonna be people that are caught with low hanging fruit, right? Because part of it, part of the element, when I look at the Capitol, when I look at the videos, it really seems like a bar fight at the pub in St. Petersburg, Florida, right? It was a, that the pub in St. Petersburg, Florida, let's say 20 years ago, 25 years ago, was a middle class to lower middle class place, mostly white. You would have these horrible bar fights where police got injured, people were killed, right? Uh, 40% of murders go unpunished, right? People get away with it. And at this pub, I saw people fighting, right? And getting, at one point, we do know someone, a lot of us know, who did get away with a murder. Right. So the fact that there was four people killed in this bar fight, people go to the Trump rally, get liquored up, start fighting. Right. So there's an element of that. But besides that element, we are now with the FBI investigation. And you can go to the FBI site. We'll have all the links in the episode notes. We're not getting information that the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters, and keep that in mind, keep that in your brain, because it's a huge irony here with the number 3%, all right? So the Oath Keepers and 
the proud voice. There was some collaboration. And we know that in capitalism, you can't make money without collaboration. The only reason to meet in an office building, right, is to collaborate. That's the only reason you would meet someone in an office building to do business. It's just for collaboration purposes. So the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys collaborated on what they were going to do at the Capitol. Who knows what they did, right? Or who knows what espionage groups did in the chaos, what information, what intel they got. But if their goal was to bust through the defense and break up the proceedings, it ended up not happening, or maybe trying to kill Mike Pence. It ended up not happening, but they were collaborating, right? So you have people who were drunk, rebel rising, and then got into a bar fight at the Capitol, hitting uh, police with uh, fire extinguishers. Now, a lot of the folks that went to the Capitol, uh, you could tell they, they were hunters, right? Because they brought bear spray and concentrated pepper spray that you would use on animals when you're going out hunting. So you got bar fight people, you got people that like to hunt, right? You have people in organized groups like the Three Percenters, the Proud Boy, and the Oath Keepers. Now, a big mistake that's done in American math is that they don't teach that math is pattern recognition, right? It's looking at different um, patterns. You see things that hook up to each other. And one pattern, right, that you see is that uh, when you read, you go to the website of the Oath Keepers, you go to the website of the Three Percenters, go to the website of the Proud Boys, uh, Proud Boys. They look at liberal victimization. So when you think about liberal victimization, you think of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, right? Socialism, free college and free healthcare, free housing, to someone who just got here from Guatemala, right? So that's liberal victimization. So they look at vic liberal victimization almost like a religion, like a sin in a religion. So it's a religious fervor against liberal victimization. And we had John Hansen from the Appalachia, and he said that the underlying philosophy is you gotta pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And they hate, right? They feel that Biden winning versus Trump is a glorification and uh, a crowning of liberal victimization. Another pattern that emerges is that they believe in violence solving problems. So violence solved the problem for Clyde Bundy in Oregon, right? He shot up those FBI agents and he got his cows to graze the land and he got away with not paying million dollars in taxes. So they felt that the solution at the Capitol is violence. That's why they're defined as domestic violent extremists, right? Because it goes to those extremes. Now I'll, I'll have it on the um, on the episode notes. I'm going to draw it up for those watching on the live stream. 
those watching on YouTube. With people, you have four squares. All right. One square is D, one square is I. The other one is C and S. Right. We call it a disc profile. So right here you have dominant behaviors. So that couple in Florida who, uh, the one guy's the police chief, right? So I would say the police chief is the influencer, right? And then you got the wife with a dominant personality, right? And then you have people who are compliant and submissive, right? So the Oath Keepers were up here, right? And the Proud Boys organizing the event. And then you have submissives and compliance. Like you had the two girls that got arrested. It seems like you were looking for a husband at this event. And then a lot of the C's, right? Uh, a lot of the C's are accountants, lawyers, and submissives are submissives, right? They're the people that own the drywall co companies, uh, work for the drywall companies, or work construction. They hate liberal victimization. They look at, at, at it as a, a religion, right? And then you have the elements, those people right here, these uh, submissive in compliance of what uh, Sean, right? Sean, the army guy, gave me insight into the military guys because he was in the military with a lot of Trump supporters and a lot of people who would rush the Capitol, right? And they're people looking for camaraderie. They're looking for brotherhood. They're looking for acceptance, right? Uh, they feel, right, that this country slipping away from them, that it doesn't feel the same anymore. And they want to get back to a feeling of acceptance, of being able to be part of a brotherhood, part of a group, right? So that's going to be your C's and your S's. And then you got your influencers, and you have your dominant personalities, who are usually the leads of it. So, interestingly enough, Three percent of the population, according to the dialectical statistical model for psychotherapy, right? When my wife uses to diagnose people, have anti-personality disorders, right? So if you have you got eight elements here, if you have six out of the eight elements, that means that you have antisocial. Uh, antisocial personality disorder. Now, people uh, use the word antisocial incorrectly. Okay? What antisocial means in psychotherapy and psychology means that you're manipulative. Doesn't mean that you hide in a corner, that you isolate. Those are people are usually depressed. But antisocial means that you are a manipulator, very cal calculating, right? Uh, you lack remorse. You're frequently lying, right? So that's why they love the big lie. Oh, you lost. They love it. They love the Trump lies. Lack of empathy, right? Who cares about the Guatemalan? 
who just got here from Guatemala. You know, you know, F him, we, we don't need to help him, right? They like empathy. Superficial charm. So if you look at these leaders, uh, your cop, Thomas Codwell, they'll come on there, right? Superficial form, the guy, the vibe of the guy that was sitting with his legs up in Pelosi's office, superficial form. They lack emotions, right? And they fight in a calculating way to gain an advantage, and they feel that violence is a solution. Distorted sense of self, right? There's no way I could have lost that election. There's no way we lost. There's no way our people lost. I mean, I'll, I'll take up all the Capitol Police cops and I'll beat them all up and I'll get into the Capitol and I'll get Pelosi and I'll get AOC and I'm going to stop Pence and I'm going to stop the proceedings, right? Distorted sense of self. And always looking for new sensations, right? So these people could not stay home January 6th. They needed a new sensation. Those two girls from New Jersey looking for a man, a new man. They already had a bunch of men. They've already been divorced three or four times. But they wanted a new sensation. They wanted a new man, right? So this is not the end-all, be-all. But a lot of the evidence is leading us to believe that the people that, other than the ones that are in the that were in the military who got arrested, others than the were police officers that got arrested, a lot of the folks that got arrested, the other there's a high probability, there's a good chance that they have antisocial personality disorder. And then when you look at the disc profile, right? The dominant, the influencers, the compliance, and the submissives, they're on the lower end, right? They're a submissive or a compliant type of individual. All right? So, we went macro, and in the next podcast, we're going to start detailing more and more people. Now, one element is that a lot of people that got caught is because they were stupid, right? They should have known there were cameras there. But this guy goes on, that was arrested, goes on Bumble and starts bragging about, right, trying to get a date or whatever, start bragging about what he did at the Capitol. What does the girl do, right? The girl goes ahead and reports when mother started bragging about her kid and reports you got caught that so we'll close with the tale sad tale of the nordine family in the sad case of Ethan Nordine. Ethan Nordine is a young man. Well, we'll start with the dad. Uh, the dad worked his way up from a dishwasher to a waiter, and he had an idea that nobody believed. Nobody believed in his idea for a restaurant. Nobody believed in my idea for the restaurant, except me, except him. And he struggles, and he makes it happen. With he gets divorced, and with his former in-laws, he invests and he creates a restaurant, and he works his tail off for thirty years, and it becomes successful. 
his second wife ends up being a very aggressive oath keepers. One element of Clyde Bundy, when you read about Clyde Bundy, Clyde Bundy said that black people were better off during slavery. So, right, he fits that anti-personality disorder we described. And all of these groups have a lot of racist literature and they tie the racist literature, literature to liberal victimization. So the new wife is very, very much like this. So Ethan Nordeen was bad at baseball when he was a kid and he would cry because of how bad he was. He wanted to be accepted. None of the baseball people accepted him because he sucked. So he goes, he learns karate, and he's like, to redeem himself from a horrible Little League baseball career, he tries to be a Navy SEAL. So with his best attempts at being a Navy SEAL, he gets thrown out of the Navy, he fails. Uh, he couldn't, he rang the bell, stay away from the bell. I tell myself that every day, stay away from the bell. You never want to quit. He rung the bell, he quit. And his dad loving him, his mom loving him, took him back in this restaurant, very successful restaurant, uh, Wally's Crowder House, uh, close to Seattle. He takes him in as a waiter and he makes him work up. So having failed in Little League Baseball, having uh, failed in the Navy, he needed that brotherhood, he needed that connection. And he found it with the Proud Boys. So in Seattle, the Northeast area in Portland, when they were having the Black Lives Matter rallies, he cold cock sucker punched the kid from Antifa. He knocked it out, knocked him out. And the video went viral. The problem is that Seattle being a more of a liberal area, being an area that's not acceptant as a whole of racism, right? They started attacking the restaurant. The dad ends up firing the kid, brings him back. He gets in arguments with waitresses. They fight. And what does he do? Right? He goes to the Capitol. Goes to the Capitol, uh, gets himself arrested. He fires one of the waitresses. He keeps one of the waitresses there at the restaurant, makes her his girlfriend, right? Sexual harassment, even though she's with it, uh, a lot of bias there. So the, the waitress that got fired for arguing about racism, suing the restaurant. And the poor dad had to release the state. I don't know how poor he is. He seems like a guy uh, that's like we talked about compliant, right? He's a compliant guy, successful guy, but he has some faults in here too because the lady he married, straight up racist, making racist, unfortunate comments so between the, the, the wife and the son, they are destroying the work this man did at the restaurant, Wally's Crowder House. Next, in, close to Seattle. Okay. So, 
he releases this statement. And I'll have a, a link in the episode notes to the LA Times article. Let me say right off the bat that I love my son. He wrote in a public statement on June 19th last year. So that was during uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa protests. Now I will know that Ethan Norland went on the uh, conspiracy theorists, right? They go back to paranoid schizophrenia. Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones, uh, famous guy that said that um, the Connecticut Newton thing didn't happen, red flag warnings, Taylor Green conspiracy theory. He went on a show was a hero for knocking out the Antifa guy to provide content. That said, I admit that I was slow to recognize how radical and violent this group is, right? So uh, Proud Boys, who coordinated with the Oath Keepers, who are similar to the three percenters, believe that violence solves problems, which it does sometimes, right? Sun two, right? You never get to the truth without conflict. Sun two said that. So sometimes that is true. Obviously, I was going to say Hamas believes that, right? Uh, Israel believes that too, both sides. I meant that I was slow to recognize how radical, right? Domestic, violent extremists, how radical and how violent that group is. Until very recently, my wife and I were blind to the ideology. Not true, man. The wife's been racist from day one, but he's not listening. He's buried in the business. That's why it's so successful. We were blind to the ideology that our son supports. We were told by our son that this group was patriotic, right? Colonialists, so on and so forth. Group was patriotic, that the group were protectors who stood up for freedom, a speech and traditional value. Let's make America great again. Make America white again. We regrettably believe them. Then we went on to say that he no longer worked at, at the restaurants. He brought him back and he fired him again. The one thing to know, right, with the Tea Party movement, uh, with these militia groups, they had another victory, really, when they almost uh, kidnapped the governor of Michigan, right, these militia groups. So they're always saying the Constitution. We need to get back to the constitutional Constitution. We are traditional constitutionalists. But from a macro perspective, we broke down to you in detail, right? The other people that weren't necessarily part of law enforcement, then weren't necessarily part of the military. However, with that being said, there are people who were actively in the military, right? Even though uh, it's funny, one of the only people arrested, active members of the military was an officer, right? Because it's logistics, they have the ability to get there, the money to get there, or the time off. Well, this guy's an officer, so he did. And the same thing for law enforcement, right? But the other, right? Who are the others? We gave you detail of who they are, right? We gave you the dis profile. For the most part, they're going to be compliant. 
missive. We looked at the dialectical statistical manual. And we looked at anti-personality disorder, the criteria that these people exhibit as you read their uh, social media profile, as you read their statements, right? And as you look at what they did to be dumb enough to get arrested, the low-hanging fruit. But there's a lot more people involved, and there's a lot more to the story. And at the end of the series, you will have the rest of the story. So, man, I'm very proud of this podcast. We worked hard on it tonight to give you that level of insight, to give you that level of awareness, because if you're not aware of your surroundings, you're in danger. We live in a dangerous, uncertain world, and you have to be friends with everybody. I have people that recruited me to the Capitol. I'm friends with them, right? I don't uh, discriminate. I listen to people. Everybody has the right to the release. And what you believe is what you do. Some people believe in violence. Violence solves problems for them. They believe in drinking and getting in bar fights. They believe in uh, having pepper spray and bear spray. Right? But four people died. This is a serious matter, and we can't whitewash it. We have to embrace it and break down each and every element of it. Well, thank you for growing this series. Uh, contribute any way you can information, your opinion, it's all good. But we always close with Sir Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give, you always get a lot more than you give, right? That's what the good book says, right? And the Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, and the Proud Boys, they all believe in the good book. Right. This is a good book for every nation, nationality, and religion. And they all say you get more when you give than when you get. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. I'm wearing a suit and I roll my butt and I get a limousine.